Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, 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 what's up? It's Baron Davis. AKA the presenter of Bart Oatmeal, the legend, get a bowl, and you can catch me on the Boulet Kev podcast show. Believe. Boulet Kev podcast, we got a special guest in here, a legend. His name is Baron Davis. <laughs> What's happening? AKA Bart Oatmeal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Believe, get a bowl. Um, well, first of all, I just want to give you props because uh, I'm a basketball fanatic, and you were one of my favorite players to ever watch. I remember when you got drafted by the Hornets, like watching like yeah. them early Hornets days, man. You was like a fucking, you were just like a shot of energy into the league. Like small guy, <laughs> yeah, undersized, yeah. could dunk on yeah. everybody. Like man, you had you had to you know you had to come in the league back then. Like you had to make a name for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You coming in the league with. You know, you got Juggernaut still. You got Stockton's and Malone's. The Penny yeah. Hard, like because when did you get drafted? Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like yeah. Penny was still around. Uh, everybody. Just, everybody. Kid was just coming into his own. Steve mm-hmm. Nash just was coming into his own. So it was like the the. Influence. It was kind of before the wild point guard renaissance. Yeah. Yeah. In yep. like mid two thousand, like twenty two. I would say we had a hell of a point guard renaissance. So my era is pretty, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, especially like I think t- that was the start of because you were coming in while a lot of those guys like Stockton, Stockton, was kinda yeah, yeah, the traditional a, yeah. point guards, mm-hmm. Mark Jackson, were going out. Yeah, Mark Jackson was a post up point guard. Ross Strickland was a get to the hole yeah. type of point guard. So they was all AI like, was there. Yeah, I was in his prime now. I still don't know because I hear people consider him like he's more of a shooting. He was a shooting guard guard on that team. Eric Snow was the point guard. Yeah, he was a scoring guard. I remember those battles, man. Playing against that dude, he was sick. Yeah. um, Yo, I wanted to talk to you because I feel like 
Correct me if I'm wrong. I remember seeing something when I was like younger. When you were uh, in the league, were you throwing up your neighborhood like ever on video? Like when you were like making shots and shit? Because no. that never happened. No. Okay, because no. I wanted to ask you about how you feel about the John Morant shit. Because obviously yeah. the John Morant nah, shit's uh, kind of interesting. And you were obviously a young kid who yeah. came from a serious area of LA. Yeah. Got drafted into the league. I'm sure you dealt yeah, with a lot of shit. I was just guilty by association. But I, I mean, I don't, I don't remember. You know, maybe off the court. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I don't remember, like, on the court. Maybe I did. You know, sometimes you get hype. You know what I'm saying? Like, anything happened. But, but obviously you, you know, but you But we did a-, a lot back then. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? It was a lot. We did a lot back then. And it was a lot of, you know, if we had social media oh, back man. then, everybody would be, like, have horrible, tarnished images. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it was just, you know, back in the day, like... You could, wasn't no camera phones. So, like, whatever was cracking, you know, right then and there, it was, was what was cracking. Like, mm-hmm. you have to have a video person. You have to tell mm-hmm. somebody, bring a camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Back then. So, you know, a lot of people was like, not so much getting in trouble. Like, because I don't think John Morant is in trouble. You know right. what I mean? Like, he did some, you know, some stupid shit, right? But at the same time, like, we've been doing, like, we've been doing stupid shit. For the longest time, for a long time, you know what I mean. It's just now it's under a microscope. Yeah, yeah, it's under a microscope because you know I I I was saying to uh, just to my friends, man. I'm you know I cried on my 25th birthday. Mm -hmm. I cried on my 30th birthday, and on my 35th birthday, I was like, "Damn, dude, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna actually live." You know what I mean? And so just thinking about you know that journey from the time I got drafted to the time I hit 30 was just it was just a lot. Coming back home, you know what I mean? Having to deal with that, you know, being on the road, people, right. you know, just during the season, people think you soft, say something to you, you know, you got to go find them in the off season and see if it's real. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, just wow. You know what I mean? And, like, I think once I kind of got to go to state, you know, things just start kind of, like, leveling out. I was like, man, let me change. Let me change who I am. And, and like, I don't need to be this. This is not me. You know what I mean? I'm not... I'm not like I'm not like this, you know. I, I want to be. And what do you have to prove? Like I don't have yeah, shit like to you're prove. A fucking, you know, you're a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> you're on TV every day playing yeah, basketball. I, yeah, like. and at the same time, like, bro, I'm scared to die. Yeah, it's real out here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they they shoot at athletes out here back in the day. Crazy, right? Remember Jalen Rose got shot at. Mm-hmm. Why are you shooting at Jalen Rose? Right. Who the fuck shoots at Jalen Rose? You know what I mean? And he was on Sunset. So that just, you know, for me, it was just like that era was a lot of jacking. You know, it was a lot of uh, pressure, extortion. You know, just. Like NBA players were getting extorted? All day. NBA wow. players, rappers, uh, musicians, anybody came to LA, it was just not a good place to be. You know what I mean? Right. Like if you got found or you was out shopping, and like if, if you can stay low, cool. But back then, if you was. You was on the move and you get caught. It, I mean, you at their mercy. I was gonna say because I, I always like like obviously a lot of the stuff is highly back to the camera phones thing. We see a lot more of the yeah. people getting robbed on Sunset or on Melrose, and it's yeah. like yeah, that kind of shit has always been happening in L.A. But I feel like back in the day, it was really like peak. You kind of had to come to L.A. and like 
if you were going to move around, you really had yep. to be in line with some guys to make yep. sure that there wasn't any sort of... Yeah, every, yeah, that was the whole, like, uh, the tap-in era. The tap-in era, people's chains were getting took, people Absolutely. had to get the chains back. Yeah, you get the chain back. We got to, I mean, you know, I got a couple chains back from some for some uh, some rappers, actually. No basketball players. Whose chain but, did you get back? <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey bro, we don't talk what, like that. What, what's, <laughs> what label were they from? <laughs> I don't even know what label they. Are. <laughs> I just know they're one of my favorite. You know, one of my favorites. Uh, you know, a couple rappers, man. Just that's just how I be. You know what I mean? Like a couple rappers, just like come to LA, shit gets lost yeah. in. And you got to think, like coming up in that game era, the era with the game when game was first. Starting to like break out, oh, like yeah. it wasn't no blood rappers. Mm -hmm. It wasn't no bloods, famous. Period. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you really think Outside about it, of Mac Ten. Yeah, it was Mac Ten, and then and then the game, and then everybody was a blood. Everybody started being bloods. You yeah. know what I mean? So imagine like rocking with a blood that is on his on his way up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? In L.A., so it was a lot to deal with with that. And he was the I mean? face of L.A. for like a decade. Yeah, he, he had, carried the whole coast for like yeah. a very long time. It's, yeah, and and I think it, it just kind of, for me, like hanging with Game made me realize that, okay, me and, my plan was me and Game rocking together. Mm -hmm. I mean, he can unify the music, I can unify the hoop, and then we can create this L.A. unified system where like, we can make it better for dudes. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we can stop all the jacking and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, at least if they fucking with us, if right. they rolling with us, right, like, right, you right. ain't going to get jacked. You ain't going to get robbed. You ain't going to get into no funny business. Right. You know what I mean? And, like, that was the goal is really, like, once I saw that, I was like, man, like, Nip coming, Dom coming. You know, YG had had a couple songs, but yeah, Dom, yeah, YG yeah. was on his way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was a bunch of dudes just like, on they rise, and I was like, "Damn, dude, uh, Kendrick, you know what I mean? J Rock yep. was out, but J Rock was like on his yeah. way. So like, uh, I remember we did the gang, the Crips and Bloods gang documentary, mm -hmm. and uh, I was like, man, I need to put a soundtrack together. And on the soundtrack is all them dudes, like damn their first soundtrack, right? I remember first real album. How long ago was that documentary? Uh, I think was that I like want to say 2015? Nah, twelve four, I think. 2004? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was like 2004 or when I got to, yeah, it was like 2004. I think I was in New Orleans when that came out. I was going to say, when you end up on the Clippers, being a guy who's from where you're from, playing in L.A., obviously not for the Lakers, but playing yeah, for the Clippers, no, for sure. you guys had a very, very entertaining team. Um but was it like how much of the like extra shit did you have to deal with all of it. being home? All of it. Uh, you know what? Like being, playing for the Clippers, like, and I never really talk about that shit because people always talk about Don Levy or Donald Sterling, right? You know what I mean. But just playing for the Clippers, like my mission when I left Golden State was like, all right, I know the Clippers are the Clippers, right? I'm coming back home to hopefully do what I did in Golden State. I told Golden State, give me three years, you know what I mean, with being the playoffs, if we get the right people around, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I like. That's what I wanted to do. So coming here, it was like, yeah, if I can get the Clippers to the playoffs, if I can turn the Clippers around, 
then it would be a whole different story. Right. You know what I mean? So it's historical at that point. It would have been historical. Um, and so like that was kind of like my mission. It was like I needed to get through those first three years because the first three years is all bullshit. You know what I mean? You got to clean up, you know, all of just negative shit that be going mm -hmm. around and you got to protect your teammates and then you got to build your teammates to where they feel like they can walk in. Like we walking in the season and like it's just us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then it's us and the coaches and then everybody else. It's our family. You know what I mean? And I think with the Clippers, it was just, that shit was just hard, bro. That shit was just hard because it was a lot of racism, sexism, uh, backstabbing, people telling lies, snitching and shit. I was like, man, I thought we came to work to play basketball. So all of the Donald Sterling shit was very accurate. Extremely, <clears throat> uh, extremely accurate. You know, um, I mean, besides him, you know, being like a piece of shit and the scum of the earth, like he's actually that. Speaking you know of extorted, I mean? he got shook down for real. <laughs> Shorty had him on camera on, on video. Yeah, she did him dirty, but but he, he deserved, deserved it. it. He deserved <laughs> it. Hell yeah, he yeah, deserved. He deserved, he deserved way more than that, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. He deserved a lot worse than that. Uh, um, it's crazy because I. I went from having this of like like uh, genuine like love for the Warriors growing up as a kid. They were kind of like that fun team to always watch. Yeah. And then obviously the era of you, Michael Petrus, uh, Barnes, uh, Jay Rich was such a dope era. But then fast forward to this whole last like decade of basketball, <laughs> I fucking cannot stand these Warrior fans now. Again, because they knew. They're new. Yeah. Listen, I lived in Tampa, Florida. I was doing radio in Tampa at the time when the Steph Curry and, and, and the LeBron and shit was happening. And I'm in Tampa, and all of a sudden, there's just this influx of hardcore Warriors fans in the middle of Florida. Amazing. And I'm like, <laughs> where were y'all when <laughs> Mitch Richmond was there and Chris <laughs> Mullen? and born. <laughs> yeah, Baron Davis. They and like, born. you know what I'm But it's crazy because you have such like a place in – Bay Area history and Warrior history. What is it like for you to kind of you like the Warriors are kind of like a forgotten franchise, and I feel like you helped kind of reestablish them on the map. But now they're like the franchise. Yep. What's that like to kind of just witness? Like it's you know, amazing, man. Uh, you know, I just consider myself the curse breaker. You are the curse you know breaker. I, mean? I am definitely the curse breaker. Uh, and I, you know, I just kind of like. I love watching the Warriors play. Right. Obviously, they I'm play a, the right way. I'm a huge Steph Curry fan. Yeah. I never forget saying to the Warriors, like, when I signed with the Clippers, like, y'all don't even, like, y'all going to forget about me. Like, this kid is, he's next. He's your future. Um, and when they win the championship, I feel like I win too. You know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, I was, I would say just for us with the We Believe squad and me in the Bay Area, it wasn't just the on the court, it was the off the court. Is being accessible to the people in Oakland, San Francisco, in the hood, right. in corporate, in tech. And so, like, you know, the Bay Area to me is home. Mm. And that's hard to say being for an LA. LA dude, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's like, I got I got real family, real, real people who take care of me, you know what I mean, uh, in the Bay Area. And so, like, whether I'm in LA or the Bay, is no, it, there's no difference, and there's right. definitely no hate. You know what right, I'm right, saying? Right. In between anymore. So, you know, my goal was just when I went to Golden State was like, yo, like we got to establish ourselves as right. somebody. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like we can't just be like the dead corpse, you know what I mean, right. of the Pacific Division. We got to have 
at least a style. So if we get beat, like, motherfuckers is like, oh, good game. That right, shit, right, you right. know what I mean? Like, y'all got game. You guys made us work. Yeah. yeah. But when I, when I got there, that shit was dead. It was, a, you know, it was just like a lot of dead energy. And dudes didn't even want to play basketball. So for me, it was like, how the fuck don't you want to play basketball? This is like how you relieve your stress, your mental health, all that shit. Like basketball was that. And so once we kind of like got to a point, I think the city was just like, hold on. Like we got people who actually care. Yeah. Because nobody like before, whether you wanted to be there or not, you didn't know because they just kept trading coaches and players yeah. in and out. Don you know Nelson what I mean? was the coach for you guys, right? Don Nelson. Uh, Mike Montgomery was the coach when I first got there. Mm-hmm. And then we had a little success at the end of the year, and then they brought him back, uh, which was a bad move for the second year. Um, and he started coaching, you know what I mean, which is yeah, not probably something he can really <laughs> do well. Uh, but he's a good dude. Um, and then Don Nelson came in after Mike Montgomery for got the, fired. For yeah. the We Believe year. Yeah. Crazy. And then the We Believe That's year, funny. dog, it was crazy. Uh you know, we sucked that year, the whole year. I mean, you guys were the eight seeds. So you guys Man, snuck into the playoffs. Barely snuck right. in. Like, uh, at, all, at All-Star break, there was, like, we were the odd person out. Kind of like the Lakers this year. Kind of, yeah, a lot <laughs> yeah. like the, how the Lakers were. They were the 13 seed at the All-Star yeah, break. that's like, exactly where we were. And then all of a sudden, we just we hit a run. Like, we figured it out. You know what I mean? Like, were you there the year that Steph got drafted, or was that in the offseason? I got you left? traded. Yeah. That offseason. Yeah. So uh, we missed the playoffs. I go to the Clippers. The Clippers have a bad year. The Warriors have a bad year. Mm. The Warriors draft Steph Curry. You with know, the 10th pick, I think. I'm a huge Suns fan, and I have to ask you because you and this guy aren't necessarily tied together, but you guys do have some kind of uh coincidental yeah we got a you and chris paul for sure because obviously you leave the clippers he chris goes paul in, comes yeah, in. yeah for sure you leave the hornets chris, chris paul, paul comes in, in with a better team yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's that, your relationship bro. like with cp and is there could, i mean listen i have friends on the suns <laughs> and i would say most of my friends are not too fond of chris mm-hmm what is your, like, does he get a bad rap amongst other NBA players? And how's your guys' relationship? Because you guys are kind of tied together with two franchises. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and crazy enough, uh, I got all the love and respect for Chris Paul. When Chris Paul was at Wake Forest, I called Chris Paul when I was in the league. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, bro, I fucks with you. I think his grandfather had died. I was like, man, shouting you out like you're going to, you know what I mean? Just like kind of like, it, you know, we a brotherhood at the end of the day. For sure. And so like. Me and Chris have always been linked like that. Mm-hmm. And so when I left Charlotte, New Orleans, and he came in, I, I kind of figured, like, all right, I'm going to clean this shit up, and then I'm going to let Chris Paul. <laughs> then Chris Paul going to come in and take it, you know, to another level. But, you know, I just think as a player, like, he's an incredible point guard. Yeah, you know what amazing. I mean? I think he's that. He's a legend. Yeah, he's the he's polarizing he's a, guy, it feels like, with, like, his teammates. Yeah, he's a big personality. Mm-hmm. I think when you look at him, you think – you know, CEO, president, you know what I mean? Corporate. You did president of the NBA Players Association. He was president of the NBA Players. So when you're looking at that, you know, at your leader out there on the floor, you know, like, he he coming with a full mm-hmm. corporate, you know what I mean? Corporate, like, right. he running it 
he running that team the way he want to run a team. You feel very what I'm much a coach on the floor. Bingo. Yeah, he'll be a great. He'll be an excellent coach for sure. He will be an excellent coach. Yeah, he's like uh like you said, like he's he's very much. He's running the team the way. Yeah, he's he just he work, yeah he come in like his shit is corporate business. You've played for a lot of coaches, and I do feel like that we'll see certain teams like make a coaching change, and it's like day and night, right? Mm-hmm. How important is coach like a coach like on an NBA team? Because a lot of times you'll hear, I guess, generic basketball fans. It's about it's in the players' hands. Like the players ain't yeah, performing. It's, man, no, it's it's. <laughs> you played for some bad coaches. You played for some great coaches. I played, I played for some terrible coaches. <laughs> I played for some great coaches too. I played for some coaches that had we had one or two other pieces, they would have been Hall of Fame coaches. You know what I right. mean? Championship coaches. Um, the team dynamic and the coach dynamic, like you need a good coach. Good coaches are hard to come by. What determines a good coach? You know what I mean? A lot of coaches, when they come into the business, they like they have established who they are, their style, what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, coaches that our players must separate themselves from the players today in order to be okay coaching them. I was going to say, you know what I mean? It seems like at times, like if there's a guy who used to play, they kind of might might Hey, dude, Mike Dunleavy, he played in the league, and all he would talk about in reference is when he played. Which was like in the fucking 70s. Gives a fuck. Right. You're not... Like well, and my, you're and you're a point guard. So like I used to always be like like yeah when I play I said coach if you played in this era bro I swear to God I elbow you in your face I follow you to the locker room elbow you again. What's you know, a, well he wasn't a great coach. He was <laughs> he was not that great of a coach. Mike Dunleavy he was tough. He, yeah he was he tough to get along. He 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 was his son ever on your guys' team? No, I played no. with Mike okay. Mike Junior. Mike Junior is dope. He yeah. was cool. I played with Mike Junior in Golden State. Mm. Um he actually got – he was the trade – he was the person that they traded to Indiana mm. for Stack uh, and Al Harrington. But like, Such a crazy team. It was a it was a how much weed was getting passed around in that uh, in those off off season when you guys were like you know had I mean, it was together all the time <laughs> everybody it was up yeah it had it to was be up. one of it the highest up. teams in the NBA it was up <laughs> had, it was up you had Al Harrington Stephen Jackson I didn't smoke dude well he's got a weed he got a weed now. company now got, yeah. But it's but all the Viola yeah. now. Yeah, but he he based that off his grandma. And then Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes, pothead. Oh my goodness, Stephen Jackson, pothead. <laughs> Me, I'm smoking. <laughs> I'm a smoker. I'm not a pothead. Just I mean, I wouldn't say that. I'm a I'm a I smoke, right? But I ain't no pot. You know, I guess now maybe shit. How crazy was like the Bay Area nightlife scene in like not crazy, not crazy because it still wasn't crazy. Yeah, it's not crazy, but it was up. You know what I mean? When we was winning, it was up because that was like (laughs) right after like the hyphy era was like it was super crazy. Yeah, it was in the middle. It it. was almost it was tail end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were still getting hyphy and shit. Uh, You know, to kick the snake, we was running. We was running that up. who else was we running out? Mr. Fab has Federation. Some Federation. That was all that was older. Yeah. We was uh we Obviously just, 40's always 40. 40 was cool. Like, now let me ask you 40 wasn't around when we was 
Forty was not well, that's around. That's what I was gonna ask. Forty wasn't around. Was for front we row believe. forty, front row forty when nah, it never. was the We Believe team? Nah, uh, uh, hmm. never. We have to talk never. to Forty next time I see him. I'll be like, you know, B Diddy said you wasn't there, bro. <laughs> no, he wasn't there. He went. Nah, he he showed up a couple times and shit. But you got to think like in that time. E forty was touring and traveling. True, he true. had the uh, ghetto report the joint, card, yeah, yeah, ghetto report the shit with Fab yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. So for us, it was like shit. If E forty would have came to the game, it would have like we match E forty. Right, you feel what I'm saying? Like our energy match E forty. Mm-hmm. Like we we the ones who start telling the Warriors, yeah, why ain't we playing Bay Area music when we at home? Mm. You know what I mean? I remember. Uh, I'm only in town for the night. Oh yeah, the uh, the, the Mr. Fab's yeah, 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 yeah. So like we be. Yeah, we yeah. life of the party. So mm-hmm. we be in layups, mm-hmm. and somebody lay up like this, this. Everybody just start dancing and shit. Fuck the layups. We just start grooving in the line. It was cool, man. We had a, we had a great fun team, and it matched the personality of the city, of the city, yeah, of the whole entire bay. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't just like oh, we was thugging out, smoking weed and shit like that. Like no, nah, we was doing a lot, bro. I was like, I just started getting into tech. You know, uh, Matt and Stack, they were always in the city doing, you know, dope charity work. Monte was doing, you know. Shout uh, Ma- yeah, shout, shout out Monte to Monte. Monte was, was a, a young young boy on that team. He was a young, nah, he was a young dog. Yeah. He was a young dog. A Jay bucket. Rich had been there for five, six, seven years he doing gave, everything hey, he hey, wanted. Jay Rich is a beast. He gave the Suns a couple of great years, man. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Rich, man, when, we, when, I, when I got there, I was like, man, I remember sitting on the bus and we was all like, man, can we make a playoff run, yada, yada. We was like in the middle of our run. I said, man, we got to do this shit for Jay Rich. Mm-hmm. This man has been in this organization for seven years, five years, and had eight coaches in five years. Crazy. And all Jay Rich wanted to do was get to the playoffs. He was the best teammate. He wanted to hoop and get to the playoffs, and he kept playing hurt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Shit like that. And I remember because – I was a little older, and my career was like this because of injuries. Like, I, I didn't give a fuck. I just wanted to play because yeah, it was you, you harder had, to not a, play. You had a lot of injuries in your career, for yeah, sure. And yeah. it was harder to not play mm-hmm. because all the shit that was going on that you can get involved in right, 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 right. when you just hurt and not playing and people got access. And when you're I'm home. playing. Like, you're on the road. You're busy. Yeah, I'm busy. Yeah. I ain't got no time. So I think, you know, even with Jay Rich, he kept coming back hurt. And I was like, man, take your time. Come back, bro, because, like, you what we need. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, like, I was just happy that we made the playoffs because, like, if you feel our energy, like, it was all, like, yo, we got to get to the playoffs for Jay Rich. We, Jay Rich, you got to get in the playoffs. Like, you in the playoffs, you going to go crazy. And he did. He did. What's up, y'all? We got to stop the interview real quick to tell you about our good friends at my bookie. That's right. It is NBA Finals. You got to hammer the, the nuggets. I don't know. They might sweep the, the, the heat. I would look at the like serious odds on that. Go to my bookie right now. Let's get some money, man. All right. Baseball, of course, is in full effect. We got Stanley Cup finals. NFL season's on the way. Sign up at mybookie.ag right now. Use the promo code bootleg and you will get that first deposit bonus. All right. Look, I don't care where you're at. You can go to mybookie.ag. Let's gamble on some sports. They got the casino. You can do live blackjack, you could do live roulette, craps, you could do all kinds of slots, and of course, bet on the NBA Finals, bet on the NHL uh, 
Stanley Cup Finals is crazy. Shout out to the Vegas Golden Knights. That's what I'm rooting for. Uh, and of course, baseball season, man. All right. So look, right now, mybookie.ag, use that promo code bootleg uh, and sign up. When you do use uh, that promo code, they're going to give you a first deposit bonus straight to your account. Free money. All right. Mybookie.ag. Go do that. Also, got to give a shout out to our family at Blue Chew. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's getting hot outside. That means, I don't know what that means. It's just hot. So I feel like when it's hot, people want to fuck more, right? So, you know, fellas, if you're dealing with erectile dysfunction, it happens to the best of us, I'm sure. Maybe you are old. Maybe you are dealing with stress at work. Maybe you don't want to sleep with the same lady that you're married to over and over. Need a little extra motivation to get that thing stayed up. You know what I mean? Go to uh, bluechew.com, use the promo code bootleg, and they'll send it straight to your door. Free month supply of Blue Chew for free. All right, now, does Blue Chew work? Yes, it does. You're going to get a free month supply to be able to see for yourself. BlueChew.com, promo code bootleg. Uh, now, if you don't know what it is, it is the same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form, and you do not have to go to a doctor's appointment. All right, you do everything online. You don't have to go sit at a doctor's office and talk to some old man in a lab coat about your dick issues. Not necessary anymore in 2023 all right so go to blue chew sign up with that promo code bootleg get a month supply for free let's get back to the interviews have you ever gotten bipped in the bay what's that where they crack your window and take your shit nah uh-uh you know that's the thing in the, yeah. bay, in the bay they be bipping it's called bip city oh is it no, i didn't know that so like now if you go to the bay any of the, i ain't got no car i'm taking like lifts a, well if you have a rental they say like anybody will tell you you roll your windows down, and you pop your trunk open when you park. So that way, when you go into your restaurant, or you go into the hotel or whatever, yeah, they don't steal the bippers will drive by and think they already it been it's been hit. No, 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 no. They won't even bother it because they'll know ain't nothing in there. The thing is, is they'll crack your window even if they don't see anything. The window's getting cracked no matter Just what. Just because. So it's an inconvenience yeah, thing. they burnt out for so that. So now everybody in the bay, they got to <laughs> roll all the windows down. You got to pop the trunk. That's and just, sick. Take everything in with That's you. That's sick. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, Shout they out. crazy in the bay. Super crazy. some crazy shit. They- <laughs> Yo, talk to me about the UCLA days, man, because uh, one of my best friends uh, is a UCLA Bruin, and he was in college in a fraternity when you were playing, and he was just like so excited when I told him that you were going to be on the show. Uh, what was like the energy being, because an LA kid at UCLA, obviously... UCLA's, that was crazy, yo. You guys were were, were really good. <laughs> yeah, we we had once again some problems. My freshman year, Shay Cotton, they didn't let in. He mm-hmm. was supposed to come with us, uh, and then Jelani and Chris they got caught up, you know, for smoking during uh like the first year or whatnot. Um, and so we kind of played like everybody played out of position. My freshman year, we started two point guards. Toby Bailey played like the three. Chris Johnson played the four. J.R. Henderson played the five. And so um, it was crazy because we had all the talent. If our if our team would have potentially came together, you know what I mean, and we could have sustained it, we had all the talent to go out and win it. So UCLA, it's all about winning national championships. For sure. So for me, it was just like, man, like, I want to win a national championship, but I also want to, like, light this bitch on fire. You right. know what I mean? Like, let's send it up. You know what I mean? And so, you know, crosses, dunks, all that. Like, we were there to, like, 
no matter what, we're going we gonna to create some entertainment. You know what I mean? Growing right. up watching UCLA basketball, it was always like they were always good, always highlights. So I was like, man, I got to go there and, like, I got to make sure I get my highlights. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they remember me. Yeah, it was more so like I, they have to remember me. Like, I can't just be, you know, a traditional point guard that got good stats and make all conference. No, I got to do some shit where these people right. are going to remember me. You know what I mean? Do you feel like USC is slowly taking over L.A.? Absolutely basketball? not. I got to ask. Because you know, they, they got they got Bronny James bro, and then stop. Rodman. Bro, stop <laughs> If you don't knock it off. They're definitely taking over. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've kind of had football for nah, a long time. they ain't even got football. We beat them. Listen, the 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 Lincoln, Lincoln Riley's a hell of a coach, and hey man, look, Caleb Williams, it's, you know, it's a famous quote. It's just SC. <laughs> it's just SC. It's just SC. Don't worry about it. It's so it. crazy too because those two colleges, like, if for people who don't know, like, if you were to just drive around USC, it's in South Central, right? Yeah. And then if you go to the other side of town, it's it's UCLA. It's like night and day. The vibes totally. of the yeah, campuses. Yeah, yeah. Just the students, like the student flavor and energy mm-hmm. is different. You know, like uh, SC got like more of a downtown, like they more like downtown. So they got like a, a New York kind of vibe. Right. You know what I mean? Or like a, I don't know, a downtown vibe. On the west side, people chilling. Super they laying chilling. out, you know, yeah. we're going to the beach. You know, people mm-hmm. from SC, they not driving all the way to the, you know what I mean? They not driving all the way to the beach. They going to go trying to find a rooftop pool. <laughs> right. Um, talk to me about, because I always do say that hip hop and basketball yeah. have always been so heavily aligned. They're yeah. parallel to each other. Uh, there's been uh, numerous artists outside of yourself that have had ventures in hip hop. I mean, I remember... Growing up in Phoenix, Amari Stoudemire had a label. Yeah, everybody. Carmelo had a label. Um, I'm forgetting somebody. Hella people. had a label. Uh, Do you remember the... uh, Baller's Best Kept Secret? Yes. Yes, of course. Jason Kidd had a song. Jason Kidd. uh, Brian Shaw had a song. Cedric Sabalos. Sed had a song. Had a video. Sed had a video. Sed had a video out. Great DJ. Um, A lot of people don't know Cedric Sabalos is a fucking great DJ. Hey, he can get down. Uh, who else was on that album? Uh, I had it. I bought it used I from the warehouse. Have, yeah, I, I feel like I got it. I remember just being like, "What? These guys are rapping." Hey, dude, they was getting off too. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Uh, Dana Barrows. Yeah. He had a song and a video. It was sick. But but you that's are, what I'm. That's what I'm doing now. That's what I was gonna say. You're obviously involved in in. Um, you've always had your hand in hip hop. Yep. I feel like even when you were in the league, you'd pop up in a game video, yep. or you would be, you know, around a lot of these guys. Since obviously. Ending your career, what has been, because you've been involved in so much on the entertainment side, kind of give me a rundown on what's going on on the music side with you right yeah, now. Yeah, so uh, I created this character, Bart Oatmeal. Bart Oatmeal is the legend. The legend is Bart Oatmeal. Uh, his tag, get a bow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, you ain't got to get one. You know, you can bring one if you have one. Uh, and so I just start thinking about, like, damn, my career over. I'm DJing. Mm-hmm. I want to get better as a DJ. Start producing, start sampling, producing, right. doing all that shit. And then nobody would rap to my beats. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, I'll start writing and rapping, spending my own time. Your beats can't be worse than Chris Webber's. 
Nah, bro, I got heat. I'm just saying because Chris Webber had a beat on a Nas. He album. had like two beats on Nas Nas it, joint. It was fucking terrible. It was the wor- they were the worst songs. <laughs> and I love Chris Webber, but I was like, yo, Chris Webber got beats. That's up. that NBA sauce. <laughs> when Nas says yes to that beat, it's because you're Chris, Chris Webber. <laughs> it was a dope sample. He had a dope sample. Had, I don't know, man. A, it was one of it was an ill Shout sample. Shout out to C Webb. He's Shout out to C Webb. He took the sample from the from the Wiz on that. Uh, on that song with the Nas song, he took I, I don't know the one Nas song on uh, on Hip Hop Is Dead uh, was not uh, which wasn't for me. <laughs> so so yeah, man, I'm producing. Yeah, ain't nobody rapping to my shit. All the rappers around here, they like, oh yeah, that's cool. You know, I'm like, all right, send me send me the record back. Right. You know, it was curtains, crickets. Really? Yeah, but I also feel like it was early too. And so uh, I was like, man, I'm just going to keep grinding. I, ain't, I don't play basketball no more. So I go to the gym, go to the studio, and I start making a studio basketball because then I got a chance to write. So right. write a script. One day I write a script. One day I write a short story. One day I write, you know, just start making music and start writing. And so I started making music, start writing, and I wanted to create this character, Bart O'Mill, that could speak and say whatever the hell he wanted to. Mm. You know what I mean? Because... Bart and Baron are completely different. And if Bart says something, it doesn't. Yeah, and Bart it. is yeah. Bart Baron Davis created Bart Oatmeal. Bart Oatmeal is slowly not fucking with Baron Davis. Okay, <laughs> if that makes sense. I, would you say the, the uphill battle for you is like because we know you as Baron Davis? Yeah, right? for sure. So it's hard because we. I don't think we've really seen. Damian Lillard's done a decent job recently of like yeah, for sure. Dame can really, you know, he's, he can get down. He can get he's down. dope. Um, but is that the uphill battle for you? You would think it's it's like a benefit, but it's also kind of not. Because like, uh, people see you as a as a legendary NBA player. NBA player, yeah. yeah. Um I mean, it's whatever. You know what I mean? It is what it is. It's, it's fun for me. You're you're doing it because you want to. Yeah, it's I'm doing passion. it. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. I'm like, you know, it's also like the mental therapy, you yeah. know what I mean? Yes, it's like, I'm sure it's therapeutic. I went to, to yeah, no, I went to the art. Like it's like going into the arts allowed me to be able to like kill a lot of that anxiety. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Or be able to sit and watch a game and not have anxiety about if I would have, should have, did it. You know, another right, right. yeah, none of that, bro. It's just now I get to be around another community and build a community. Of like dope artists, mm-hmm. I still fuck with my NBA dudes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now they rapping, so it gives me reason again to be involved because I can produce, yeah, curate, and then bring the NBA dudes and the rappers together for ballers. Are you gonna do it? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. you are. Hell yeah. Okay, so I know a couple of guys that rap that you might not. Uh, do you know Jaron Jackson Jr. raps? Absolutely, Trip okay. J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I actually, Hadouken. He's, he's recorded, Hadouken. Yeah, he's recorded here. Uh, yeah, he's hard. Obviously, Trip uh, J. What up, boy? He um, come. That's my dog. Dame. Dame is uh, called Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges, who is actually dope. Dope, super dope. Um, Bones Highland, dope. Bones Highland raps. Bones Highland is oh, nice. Uh, I mean, Katie uh, has a song from like twelve years ago. Katie, can rap. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You got to bring the whole everybody together, man. Yeah, all the dudes. It's like Oladipo. He sing. Oh yeah, he could sing like. For uh, real. Serge Ibaka. He got like kind of like uh like an Afrobeat vibe. Yeah, no. Um, uh, for people, yeah, Victor Oladipo is dope. Yeah, Victor Oladipo can sing for real, for real. Uh, who else? It's a couple other people. Uh, 
Kawhi, he rap. Kawhi got oh. DeMar DeRozan hard. Kawhi put a uh, he put a um, he put a compilation yeah. out. But Kawhi rap. See, I I I, like, I yeah, I got I, I got to, I, I was in the studio I would like with to him. Hear that hard because I have hard. I have apps. Hard. Hard. I have no idea. To me, it, 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 I would I would only assume he has zero flow. Nah, he hard, bro. I'm he's just like mundane. Nah, Does he rap like he talks in his press conferences? No. <laughs> okay, I gotta hear this shit. Nah, it's it's crazy because. You know, he we all chilling in the studio and he playing his shit. And I'm like, man, who is that? This motherfucker going. He was like, yo, that's I'm like, yo, that's you. He's like, yeah, hell yeah, wow. Like he dope. Um, he said, Demar Derozan is dope. I I don't doubt that. Hey, he's DeMar, friends with a lot of dope rappers. So. Yeah, Demar sound like goddamn two thousand. Like he should have been out with in the game. In the game era. Era. Hell yeah, <laughs> Demar Hart, Demar Code. Um, who else? Lou Will is dope. Lou Will's been dope, yeah. Shout Lou out to Will. Lou Will, man. Shout out to Lou my, Will. My guy's got one of the greatest lives ever. Hey, man. He, my guy had some, he had man, the two girlfriends all, at the same time. He is rapping. Swag. He was dropping videos on World Star and shit. Yeah, he the swag. He, the, he all the swag. Uh, Terry Rozier is hard. Scary Terry. Scary Terry is hard. Um, yeah, it's a bunch of dudes. I just been like DMing dudes. Uh, Dar- Darren Waller. I think J- John Morant wants to be a rapper. I mean, shit. So you should, should put him on something for he sure. He might as well. I'm sure he can. <laughs> have some free time. I'm sure he can. I'm sure he can. What would be the... Hey, everybody act like he going to jail or something, dog. It's I like, think. oh, he's going to have free time. He's going to be out. It's like, bro, he's not going to jail. He didn't commit a crime. There's no crime committed. I, I everybody in the world is like, damn, John Morant going to jail. John Morant like about to do life. It's like, no, he's not, bro. No, he's just not he didn't play even basketball. commit a crime. I know. I think this whole right, thing. I think the whole thing is very overblown. I, for yeah, the I, record, I just think that you know. Once again, we go back to social media. You go back, like think about this, right? Mm-hmm. Every day you wake up, your basketball content you get in from who? Social media. Stephen A. Oh yeah, Stephen A. or Skip or Skip. Yeah, Shannon, Shannon Sharp. Sharp. JJ Reddick. JJ Reddick. Right, right, right. Richard Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. you feel what I'm saying? Like, man, who's credible? I mean, JJ Reddick and Richard. Jefferson. Man, if you don't knock it off, <laughs> how could JJ? I mean, I, and I love JJ, right? But, he was, I mean, he had a great, he had J- a great career. Man, listen, bro. He had a long career. So listen. did so did Richard Jefferson. So. Yes, Richard Jefferson they played in the finals. Right, they had a great career. But the what made JJ Reddick like what made me kind of sour on JJ Reddick is how he disrespected Jerry West. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was it. I'm gonna leave that at that. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, because you, JJ Reddick should never speak on Jerry West. They're different. You can't even sit at the same table, right, bro. Right, 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 right. If it's a big ass basketball banquet, you are not. You know what I mean? You're not at the same table mm-hmm. as Jerry West. Well, Jerry West's not even talking to you, bro. To, to be fair, though, it ain't no. To be fair, I think Jerry he, West. He said Jerry West played with what plumbers, right? Now go back to JJ Reddick clip and he said man i shoot 300 jumpers a day you mm-hmm. know what i mean i do my workouts is harder bro and you couldn't fix a car and go play basketball mm. jj reddick did all this just to be in the nba you couldn't have been a mechanic and did that and played it. like so you couldn't have played when they was mechanics right i think so i don't want to hear that you know what i mean yeah. i can't i can't listen to that because you put all this work in to be average he he was a specialist. He was average. Right, right, right. He was not an all star. He, he was, was a he was an average. average. 
Great role player. He was average. He was a good role player. He was average. Okay. We, Jerry West. You feel what I'm saying? He's the logo. He's the logo. Right. So we like the only thing I don't like is like a lot of times people just be saying shit for like clickbait or clout or uh, probably what they personally feel. But when you look at you know I'm a historian. When you look at the game, it's like. You can't disrespect. Oh, it's an errors thing. Got a damn near thirty some bird shoot better than you. Well, that's why it's you know all, what to I mean? me. To and me, like, I look at well, I look about? at the basketball convo kind of like the hip hop convo, right? Yeah. Because you can't you can say some. You, you can't can say, say some far shit. You can't disrespect Run DMC because no. when they no. when they started making hip hop, it was a different who's, art form. Who's ever disrespected Run DMC? But I'm saying like when we talk about the all time yeah. great lists, right? Yeah, for sure, guys like Run DMC, even like Rock Him somehow gets like yeah. like slept on well, nowadays that, nah, because nah, it's different era. Hip hop dudes was talking shit about Tupac. You feel what I'm saying? They was talking shit and talking about Tupac couldn't rap. That's you crazy. know what I mean? And it was like. Okay, who's saying this? Right. Yeah, no, that's fair. What are you rapping? Um, you know, that was my whole thing. Like, so, like, you waking up getting your media from like five people. True. Big perk. Shout out to Perk. Shout out to Perk. Perk's I hilarious. Perk. I fuck with Perk because he. A I like Perk because like, when he talks, like he sounds Perk like and, uh, he sounds like Bun B and Pimp C when he says <laughs> when he says players because <laughs> he sounds, he's from Port Arthur, Texas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he sounds like UGK, bro. Big, big Perk be up there rapping too. And did, I fuck did they with ever Perk. did they ever try to like hit you to try to do something similar? Yeah, I feel like uh, like I feel like you'd be I just great never on TV. Audition. Yeah, yeah, I just never auditioned. I did the TNT thing. That was cool, but it was uh. It was just kind what of about so a podcast? Weird. Would you do a podcast? Yeah, I feel like I should do a podcast. You should, man. There's lots of money out there. And there's some shitty, shitty yeah. basketball players doing podcasts. I know. Getting money. I know. Yeah. There's some real role players out here. You know what I mean? There's some real people that shouldn't be talking out here. <laughs> yo, or yo, shouldn't be talking about certain shit. You yo, know what I mean? You mentioned something earlier that like doing music, writing, being a creative now helps kind of you keep your mind off of maybe some of the what ifs of your NBA career. Mm-hmm. You were somebody whose career was filled with a lot of what ifs because you had a lot of injuries. Yeah. Give me like how hard because I don't think we hear the side of like somebody like you who's an all star, who yeah. I mean at your peak when you're healthy can play with anybody in the league. Mm-hmm. When you have one of those careers where there's a lot of injuries, how much does that weigh on you mentally when you start like thinking too much about like damn. If I'd have been healthy, or what if, or yeah, what could have, would have, should have, like, is that a hard thing to kind of it's come like a to it's terms like with a deterioration of the mind, mm. right? When you think about if I would have, should have, could have, mm-hmm. and you can't do nothing else about it, you know what I mean? Right. It's like I can't turn it around, you know, uh, after I retire and be like, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and do all this shit right. You right. know what I mean? It was just you have to accept life and what you thought your NBA career was going to be as opposed to what it actually is. And then you got to learn to appreciate, like, there were better players than you that had shorter NBA careers. You know what I mean? There are sorrier players that have had illustrious careers. You know what I mean? 100%. You made it, fool. Yeah. Like, who is cut like you? Who came from what you came from? You know what I mean? And then you should respect everybody who's played in this league from here to here. Mm-hmm. So everybody gets this respect and appreciation. 
And I think for me, it was like, all right, now I can leave that shit right there. I'm done. I want to leave it there. Yeah. And like, I can't talk about, like, I can talk about it all yeah. day. If I would have should, I can talk about it. But if I start living in that, in that energy, man, in that my sauce. mind going to be, yeah. yeah. I'm going to be thinking about that all the time. So me and you, I, I can never really be present, right? And I can never really be, have pride mm-hmm. or the confidence, you know what I mean, that I need to be present because I'm always thinking about some shit went wrong. I fucked up. Or right. I should have did this. Or I should have did that. Or what if I wouldn't have got hurt? Or, or if I wouldn't have got yeah. hurt? Yeah. yeah. But like, so many. I can't, yeah. If, if I wouldn't have got hurt, like it'd have been cracking. But I got hurt. Yeah. And a part of like me being hurt was like I always played hurt, so I was never healthy. That was just your career. Yeah. My whole career, I was never healthy. Right. You know what I mean? It was like not one year, maybe one year or two, that I kind of came into the season like 100%. I feel good. Yeah. That's you know crazy. what I mean? Like, other than that, it was always like I came in college with a I can't, just came off ACL. Mm-hmm. My fresh my first year in the league, I had torn cartilage in my knee. I never got surgery. Second year in the league, still had that torn cartilage. Had a little minor surgery in the off season. Played to, came back, played the second year, third year. That's when my back started hurting. You know what I mean? Like crazy. So it was so just, you just always were dealing with it. But it was like I couldn't. It's like you be hurt. But then it's like, dog, your mind just start like you can't be out there. You start feeling bad. You want to work harder. You can't work as hard as you want to get. You can to where overthink you yourself into a place of, Man, I'm sure, some sort of depression. Place. Hell or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. hell sure. yeah! It's not. It's not easy. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not easy. Like, you know, waking up every day and like, you know, thinking about, can I do this again? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. Do they love me? You know what I mean? It's like, well, you're, like, you're not me, playing. Well, you, know. you know what? The one thing about you, Baron, was I feel like anybody who was like a true basketball fan, like really appreciated when you were playing. Because you were like, you. I feel like you were kind of like, like, like hoop heads, like kind of like fucking guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, there was like yeah. a few guys like you. Like I remember I used to love watching Stephon Marbury. Yeah, like, Ma- Starberry, Steve. Like, Yo, that last Knicks team you played on, was, were you on the team when the Linsanity shit happened? Absolutely. What was that like to the be there for shit. that? It was the craziest shit ever, dude. Got to stop the interview to tell you about our family at Odd Socks. That's right, the most comfortable socks in the world, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, go to oddsocksofficial.com. Use the promo code bootleg, Kev, or bootleg. Both promo codes work. You'll save 20% out at checkout, uh, 20% off. These are the Odd Socks basics, all right? Now, you can get like a pack of all black, pack of all whites. Of course, they got all kind of crazy licenses. WWE, Cheech and Chong. They got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They got SpongeBob SquarePants, bruh. Look, they got the SpongeBob SquarePants Krabby Patty draws. Yeah. Now, you don't want crabs, but you do want Mr. Krabs underwear because these are fire. All right. So look, go to uh, oddsocksofficial.com right now. Use that promo code uh, bootleg. Save 20% off at checkout. And uh, yeah, listen, trust me when I say most comfortable socks you'll ever put on your fucking feet and the uh, most comfortable boxer briefs. What are we talking about, man? All right. Oddsocksofficial.com promo code bootleg. Save 20% off at checkout. Great gift. And, and just treat yourself. All right. Uh, also, got a shout out. To our family at King Palm. Now, if you guys don't know about King Palm, King Palm is all natural, baby. Yes. All right. We're talking about the leader 
when it comes to uh, tobacco-free, natural, organic leaf wraps. If you're a smoker, a toter, a straight West Coaster, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you're into, King Palms, they got it for you. What's great about um, these, these are like one of the best uh, products that they sell. Now, this is a, a terpene-infused, tobacco-free leaf. And what's dope is you stuff your flower into it, and then you press on the thingy, you know what I'm saying? And then you got flavor. I'm going to show you what it looks like when it's stuffed with some great tree from Hardeen, of course. Ah, look at that. Right? Get that thing stuffed up. The tip has got that flavor in it. Uh, wherever you're at, man, make sure you check out the, uh, um, you know, they got the smoke shops. They got those on lock. They got 7-Elevens on lock. We're only smoking out of King Palms, baby. You already know what it is. And if you go to kingpalms.com, kingpalm.com, kingpalm.com, and you use the promo code bootlegkev, you will save 50% off at checkout, half off at checkout, 50% off if you go to kingpalm.com and use that promo code. The promo code is down below. Go run it up. Try some of these flavors too, man. The peach pineapple, the strawberry shortcake. They just got so much going on. There's also all kinds of dope smoking accessories you can get half off, y'all. What are we talking about? Save 50% off. Kingpalm.com, promo code below it's either bootleg or bootleg cab these promo codes got my head hurt try both of them all right one of them will get you 50 percent off god damn it anyway let's get back to the interview because it was kind of like my locker was next to jeremy lens oh so it was cracking after those games next the, to the locker not it was no it wasn't cracking it was like my locker is here jeremy jeremy lynn locker is here and there's 150 media in the locker that's room. what i mean not cracking. I, you have to leave. Yeah. You have to. Hey, man, hold on. Let me get my shit. And let me and go, let me go change in the in the regular bathroom yeah. in the bathroom stall. Hey, dude, Jeremy Lin had the whole team changing in the fucking shower wherever we could. You couldn't be in that locker room. They had to move him from the locker room, and every interview he had was a press conference. Crazy. There was like 150 people every time. He had to get interviewed. He couldn't do it in the locker room because it'd be too many people in the locker locker room. You couldn't change. You couldn't stretch. You couldn't do shit. So they had to like take him to another space. Was Dan Tony coaching that team? Dan Tony was. Yeah, it's crazy because I think like I we, me and Dan Tony used to call Jeremy Lin angels in the outfield. What? I tell because I told Dan because I Jeremy Lin was there to like help me get back to planning. So I needed another week. Mm-hmm. And so that's how he wind up staying that week, playing against uh, the Brooklyn Nets, and then going on his run. That's how he got his other 10-day, because I wasn't ready. My back was still fucked up, and I was wow. recovering. Wow, so if you would have been healthy, we might not have ever seen We would have never seen Jeremy Lin. Crazy. There was like this thing, because Mello was injured at the time, right? When yeah. he went on that run. Yeah, because I told Mello, Mello was carrying the team. Yeah. Mello was carrying the team, and he was like, you know, we were struggling, dude. We was like losing by six, losing by four, and it was all due to we didn't have a point guard that went downhill. Because Mike, Mike Bibby was on the team, right? Mike he was Bibby on the was on the team, but Mike Bibby was, shit, Mike Bibby was towards the end, end of his career. End for sure. Tony Douglas was a point guard, but not really a point right. guard. Amon Shumper was a rookie. Who was a shooting guard, not a point guard? Wow, playing rookie point guard. Shump on that team. Yeah, so like was J.R. Smith on that team? Second J. time you played with J.R. Right? Yep, yeah, J.R. Smith. Was you played my with rookie. him as a rookie. Yeah, he was my rookie. Yeah, yeah. but like his rookie year was uh, 
the I feel like that was the year I got traded to Golden State. Mm. Yep, yep. So I like, think it was. Yep. So you know, he played with him for like a half a year. Yeah, but he's yeah. you know, Swiss used to live with me. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like he lived with his parents in New Orleans. But like you know, when he wanted to when go he out and hang out, out. <laughs> like I'm spending night at BD House. Yeah. We gonna go to practice. So Swiss is like my little bro for life. I was gonna say with the mellow Jeremy Lin thing. I remember the national narrative was like, uh, you know, how's Mellow gonna play with Jeremy Lin when he comes back from being healthy? Uh-huh. Was there like any sort of like ever any tension in the locker room between that with that whole situation? Uh, it was some weird shit going on because. Obviously, like we riding a wave, super wave, and yeah, and the insanity wave is just, and mellow out. Remember, mellow. He was injured out. when he yeah, when he went on that run. Out. Yeah, yeah. He go on a run. We went like five, six in a row. Mm-hmm. Mellow come back, but when mellow come back, Jeremy Lin is the biggest star in, in the world. It, it, fuck it, fuck New York in the no, world. No, fuck yeah. New York, yeah. the world, bro. Yeah, for sure, the world. Yeah. He's the he has literally went yeah. from like nobody to the yeah. face of the NBA. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you got to remember also, I feel like we are just transitioning out of the whole lockout. Remember the mm-hmm. lockout squeeze? Yeah. So we're about a year and a half yeah. or maybe two and a half years in. So it's like the league is still needing a thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Man, when that thing happened, it was like Melo came back and Jeremy Lin was so big. He was bigger than Melo, mm-hmm. media-wise. Yeah. And so it did create a little, like, this shit is not real. Like, we can't, we not, can't live this, in this. Is this sustainable or not? Yeah, yeah, bro, we can't live in this. Right. But, like, we should be living in it. But I think, like, it started to create, um, like, tension in the, in, our, in the way we play. Mm. You know what I, I mean? feel like... Because it's still Mellow team. It's still yes. Mellow is still the dog. Mello still. You know Mello. what I mean. Mellow is still our go-to. Was, was Amari guy. on the team yet? Amari was yeah. on the team, but he was too. injured, right? Or Amari was, was injured and coming yeah. back. But remember, it was Amari's team first. Yeah, Amari had that. Amari that had, first year hey, when bro, he was Amari on the Knicks. Amari had it rocking when he had that first year with the Knicks. He had it rocking. He had it rocking. Another Amari. injury. Another. I mean, yeah. Think about that. Like a. Like now, imagine Amari Stoudemire. What if? Why? Why would I sit here and be questioning myself? Crazy. When you got people like you know Amari Stoudemire, Brandon Roy, yeah, Brandon Roy, Penny, Grant Hill, Penny Hardaway, Grant Hill. Grant Hill would have might been, might probably been the top ten player ever. Sean Livingston. Yeah. Sean Livingston. Man. Like bro, we ain't even get to see the real Sean Livingston. I mean, we saw and we real, saw him yeah, have a great career. We but, saw him have an incredible career, but you didn't see what could have been. Whew, you know what I mean? But you can't live on that shit. Was Mike D'Antoni? Um, because I'm a Suns fan, so obviously I have a place in my heart for him. How was he like to to play with? Was was he doing the seven seconds or less shit with you guys? Uh, Mike D'Antoni was as a coach was cool. Yeah, no Mike, defense. Did Mike, he not give a shit about defense? Is this wasn't true? talking about no defense. Okay, okay. <laughs> he wasn't talking about. He wasn't no talking defense. about it. Yeah, he ain't talking about no defense. Just seven seconds or less. Just your offense. Yeah. No, it wasn't so much seven seconds. It was just more so like he needed his point guard to go north south. Yep. And as talented as you were being able to go north south, his point guard was the most integral part of the of the offense. Mm. Because anytime a point guard goes downhill, the whole lane goes the whole defense Everybody, goes like this. Yeah. Because you got shooters. You got shooters, shooters surrounding, yep. yeah. And then if the big man is setting a pick, you really playing two on two basketball if they stay at mm-hmm. home. So like that's why Steve Nash was so good. 
you know, Chris Duhon had 31 assists. Yo, with, Duhon was with, uh, on the Knicks. Duhon was a fucking. I remember having in him his fantasy system. basketball one yeah. year. In his system, man, in D'Antoni's system, if you're a point guard and you go north, that's why Jeremy Lin was so successful because at the time. He could penetrate that paint. He man, he just put his head down, drive right, and go. And he, he's not bad. He can make mm-hmm. plays at the rim. He can finish. He's a bigger guard. You know what I mean? But if you go downhill, even if you get in trouble, somebody's open. Facts. And so, like, that's kind of like the D'Antoni system. That's why I went to the Knicks, you know, at the end of the day, because I was like, damn, if I can get right, I can can Steve Nash this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, hell yeah. But it's just like, I fucked my shit up. I came in in the Knicks not thinking I'd be able to walk again. Was Isaiah Thomas the GM at the time? No, uh, it was uh, Glenn Gronwald. Okay. Shout out to Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, shout out to Z. I'm very scared that he's going to take over the Suns GM position. We'll see. Ooh, that'll be dope. I don't know. Would it be? We'll see. That'd He's real dope. tight with Matt Ishbia, so yeah, that'll be dope. Uh, I will see. I'm just liking. I'm liking. I our think James staff. Jones is there now. Yeah, James is great. Yeah, Let's keep James. He, I like yeah. James. Yeah. James Jones is cool. Uh, okay, give me a quick your favorite teammate you've ever played with, and the best teammate skill wise you've ever played with. Your Shit. favorite and the best are two separate things, yeah, or they could two. be the same person. Yeah, I would have to say probably like. Damn, dude, I got so many favorites. I hate doing that shit. Just give me, give me the first one that comes to mind. Without, you know, or give me a couple of names. Monte Ellis, Eldon Campbell. Eldon Campbell, the OG. Big homie. Wow. Eldon Campbell is the original, and I need people to know this. He is the original big homie. Mm. There's nobody in the league that was calling they center big homie outside of us. Eldon Campbell took the whole big homie. Was he on the Hornets? My, yeah, okay. me, him, Derek Coleman. Yeah. Uh, Coleman was on the Hell yeah, what? dude. We had some crazy had some people. some super OGs. Hey, dude, we had Derek Coleman used to bomb on me. Wow. Hey, like, man. Like punch you? <laughs> I remember seeing him like on the Knicks when I was a kid, and, like, or on the Nets, rather. Uh, the nicest, scariest, <laughs> you know what I mean, big brother you could ever have. Coleman, he's a very underrated power forward. He's historically. super underrated, yeah. Yeah, so, okay. P.J. Okay. Brown was on that squad. P.J. Brown. Eldon Campbell was the first big homie, so, you know, he my big homie. That's so fire. Yeah. Okay, what about the best? The best teammate I've probably ever played with. That's tough, yo. So, uh, I mean, I played with Melo with the Knicks, so I saw I wasn't like where I was, but he was doing some crazy shit. Jamal Mashburn. You got to put him up there. Cold. You got to put him up there. You what about what on I'm the Clippers? Saying? What about during the Clippers run? Who mm-hmm. was? There's nobody. No, nah, Blake had came, but he was young, but nobody. Yeah. Yeah, not, not like. Well, when, when Blake got drafted, he didn't play the first year. Yeah, he got hurt the first year. Yeah. And then he came back his, his rookie year. Was really his second year. His second year, but he got hurt his rookie year, I feel like. I think he did too, yeah. Yeah, I feel like he got hurt the rookie year too. If I'm Who not was on your Clippers team? Because I remember Blake DeAndre were my rookies. Yeah. Eric Blesso was my rookie. Eric Gordon was my rookie. Jesus, that's a lo- those are some guys. Yeah, those were my rookies. Um, who else was on the team? I can't remember. Craig Smith, wow. Rhino from here. Uh, Eric Gordon. 
Yeah, those are my rookies. Uh, Ryan Gomes was on that team, I believe. Yeah, Eric Gordon. Yeah, we had, we you know we had we had it cracking. Like when we when we had the Blake shit and DeAndre. That, Did you like, say that Eric was, Bledsoe was your rookie too? Yeah. Wow. See, that's that was the dark the ages of the yeah. Sun, of a Suns fan. The dark ages is when the only jersey I could go buy at our team shop was Eric. Was, was Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe? I have an yeah. Eric Bledsoe jersey in my closet. Eric right Eric Bledsoe now. and the other point guard from uh, Kentucky. What was his name? He was really nice. Uh, you talking about Tyler Ennis? Tyler Ennis, the short kid. Tyler Ulis. Tyler Ulis. the short kid. I like that kid. Um, all right, last okay, question. Um, hardest player to defend that you had to play against? Hardest player to defend? Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Let me tell you this. Unfair. I am a point guard. Six mm-hmm. three, maybe two fifteen, two eighteen. Yeah. At the guard, Michael Jordan. On the Warriors, or on the Wizards? On the Wizards. But which was still a... The 50-point game. Wait, you were guarding Jordan when he... He didn't score them all. He scored like 8, 10 on me. Wow. He w- So for people who don't know, a hey, lot bro, of people try to... fucking us up. I'm going to tell you, this is where I think there's a Michael Jordan like matrix you can fall into. Mm-hmm. Because you watching him, and he's scoring... And he's making this shit look easy and he's entertaining. And you, as the offense and the defense, you just fall asleep, like admiring. <laughs> Paul Silas. So you kind of get hey, bro, into Paul like a Silas? Jordan haze Dog, where you're Paul just like. Paul Silas called a timeout. Lee Nalen was guarding him in the beginning. Paul T- Silas called a timeout. Man, what the fuck y'all doing? And everybody's sitting there like, you know, like, damn, dude, it's Jordan. He got 16 points. He's like, man, y'all just watching this dude. Like, we were literally like you were like, fans. watching him. Like, like no, damn, no. dude. Like, go ahead. Like, <laughs> like hey, we're not going to help. Do you, OG? Do you? <laughs> Bro, it was ill. It was ill because, you know, then it was like, all right, fuck it. I got him. And he hit me with the, the fade. And it's like, damn, I ain't getting no help. I'm looking around. Everybody looking at me like, that was, that was some good defense. Yeah, did you see him? <laughs> Well, I think people try to like. That's like a good defense. Jordan <laughs> wasn't cold on the Wizards. He was cold. Man, I watched Jordan all the gave games. us a fifty piece, yo. Went to the All Star game. And it almost took him to the playoffs. I, we had beat them in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I think I had thirty. Mash had twenty something. You know what I mean? And so the whole, you know, Jordan got to get his bounce back shit. Like that fifty points. That's, was the I bounce guess back? That's what his shit. Yeah, man. He came out and hit like sixteen in the first quarter. I seen. I, I was watching it. I was there. This is all this. Like I'm like, damn. He just got 16. Okay, shit. Damn, he got 24 at halftime. Damn, he got 40 in the third quarter. And you're just admiring it. No, by the time halftime come around, you're like, hey, man, we can't let this motherfucker get fit. This guy, he's a lot older than us, guys. <laughs> like, like, bro, you're doing everything. It's, it's, it's over. You're doing everything to stop him. Yeah. Now it's over. It's like he, him, Rip Hamilton, Jahidi White. It's like the most random like assortment of players on the Wizards. <laughs> man, it was like, it's like he coming out in the game. And it's like almost like, you know, people just getting their flow, getting shots yeah. and shit. Next, you know, like, man, this motherfucker got 24, like, and you playing hard, you know what I mean? But it's still like the intensity of the game ain't picked up yet. Wow. And by the time you your intensity level pick up, like, he laughing at you at that point. What about the most underrated guy that you played against? Because there's a lot of players who don't get... Brandon Roy, oh, Nick man. Van Axel, Jason Terry. Terry's a beast. Uh, uh, Damon Stoudemire. Mm. Um, Michael Redd. 
Michael Red when he was on the Bucks. Woo. Uh, Darren Williams. Yes. Shout out to D. Will. Uh, Jared Jack. Assistant coach for the Suns. Well, I don't know if he is anymore because, you know. I just think that dude was highly underrated. I think he's going to Detroit with him. Uh, I think um, Tony Parker. Yeah, Parker. I mean he's a Hall of Famer, but like, still, we shit, don't talk, bro, yeah. you don't talk. We don't talk enough. We talk more about Chris Paul than we do Tony Parker. And Parker got the rings. To me, Parker top five point guard all time. Really, fight it. Wow. I mean, if you look at it, you know where he sit. Mm. You got him above CP all time. Have to. He got four titles. Mm. That's fair. I he mean, you know what I mean. That's like, a metric that you can't if argue. you if you putting it like you know you got. Stockton, you got Magic, you got Isaiah, Isaiah, you got Steph. Steph. You got to put Steph in. There. Oh, yeah, Steph is, yeah. yeah. You got Steph. I think Steph surpassed and you got Stockton. Tony, you got Tony Parker. I put CP in, the, in that five spot. I think, I just think Parker was blessed to play in that Spurs system. I think if you put Chris Paul he in the won. Spurs. I know, but if you no, put. No, you can't. You can't say that. They wouldn't have won. Um, last thing, man. If you put Chris Paul on the Spurs, they win the one. You don't think so? Hmm. Nope. Because Chris Paul played a different style. Like, people people don't appreciate Tony Parker. I agree. As that a, dude as, was cold. Listen, as a Suns fan who had oh, yeah, our you hearts, hate him. we had yeah, our hearts yeah. ripped out of our Yeah, chest. you hate him. You hate him. We had our hearts ripped out by the fucking Spurs. But I would say he's probably the most underrated person that people don't talk about. Yeah. I even think somehow Tim Duncan is like, Super somehow underrated. we don't give Tim Duncan Yeah, no, praise. for sure. I for used sure. to just hate watch Tim Duncan. Yeah, like you, people No emotion usually, when he scored. I'm like, dude, can you- Can you, you get it together? He's just nonchalantly cooking us, sending us home every fucking playoffs. Uh, anyway, well, look, uh, anything going on, uh, can you kind of give us a, a quick idea on what's going on on the music side? Obviously. Yeah, Bart Oatmeal, you know, download I am, not I am, at Bart Oatmeal, at Bart.Oatmeal. Um, you know, I've been working with some dope uh, producers, Mike and Keys. Shout out to them. Uh, shout out, big shout out to Mike and Keys, AEP and the album. Uh, got my young producers, Nishan and AI with me. Uh, got some stuff from... Um, no ID. Shout out to No ID. Uh, he the legend. You know what I mean? And uh, I got a song with G Perico, Dom Kennedy, mm. Jay Stone. Just keeping it, you know, uh, Glasses, Damar. Just Shout out to Glasses, man. Glasses is a legend. That's my he dog. He was around Black Wall Street days. Yes, he was. Yeah, early Black Wall Street days. So uh, I got a joint with Mr. Fab, Big Rich from the Bay. Big Rich is, he's managing artists now. Yeah, he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I brought Big Stunner Rich man, out yeah. of retirement. He's like, man, you're going to bring me out of retirement. So I just, uh, shit like that, man. I got a cool little album that's out right now. Um, my brother, the Big Scott and Slim Cutters, L.A. to L.A. And then I got my little uh, Bardo Mill Get a Bow One. That's on iTunes. And then I'm on shout out to Jay Worthy, Rock Marciano. Mm -hmm. I'm on that project. I got two joints on that project. Shout out Jay Worthy, man. Doing Jay Worthy shit dope. Cooking, yeah, man. hell yeah. He was like top three on the hip hop He's uh, putting charts. out so much amazing just he getting this shit off. albums for sure. Yeah, he getting this shit off. We got a tape coming together. Oh, shit. Yeah, we got a tape coming together. Uh... Who else I got it, uh, working on a tape with? Somebody else we just said we was going to do a tape together. I know me and G Perico got a tape coming out. Oh, that'd be crazy. Yeah, we got we got some, you know, faux songs, shit like that. But uh, I, I'm looking to drop mine probably end of June. Mm. 
Did game ever try to like sign you to Black Wall Street back in the day? No, because everybody was on Black Wall Street. No, I was kind of like the uh, executive. At, you know, I was kind of like the executive at Black Wall Street. Juice was on there. Shout everybody, out to Juice. shout out to Juice. Uh, uh, G, G, G Malone was on. G Malone was on. Uh, what was his name? Uh, what Life. Was Life. That's Life. right. Here. Life was there. Black Wall Street was uh, rest in peace, Faux Bent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the illest. Yeah, man, shit. The Black uh, Eastwood was Eastwood. on Black. Yeah, he was also on Death Row. Yeah, Eastwood was on Crazy. Death Row and Black Wall Street. That's so wild, man. Well, look, nice. I appreciate your time, man. Thank you, bro. I, I definitely. I, I need to come see your spot. Um, you gotta come through. Game three, we cracking. We got the watch party, Denver, Miami. So we got a Jimmy Butler gifting suite uh, for game three and four. Come get some Jimmy Butler swag. Really? <laughs> Why not a Jokic gifting suite? Because, uh, you know, we rocking with Jimmy Butler. That's the I'm brand that's paying. I'm a huge, I'm a huge when fan. They pay, when they pay for the studio, when, you know, Nike or somebody pay for the studio, we have a Jokic suite. I hate watch Jokic. You're crazy. I hate, no, no, this I hate, thing is over. No, I hate watching. It's over. No, no, no. Like, it's he's over. so good. I know. He's so good that, like, I like him. You know, you're a Phoenix Suns fan. No, but I'm a, I'm a basketball fan, so I, lo- I love to watch him. Yeah. But it's like, it's he, almost like I'm... It's like a hate watch. You like though. hating on him. Yeah. I, no, I, I can't hate on Jokic. I just can't do it. It's just, like you hate the fact that he's, he's so good. good. <laughs> and he's shaped like me. And he's just like <laughs> so gifted. Hey, bro, he's I'm just sweet. like this giant round mound of caucasity. It's just out here cooking everybody. No, nah, for and there's sure. Nothing, nobody. He's got scraped up. He's bleeding out of both arms. Yeah. <laughs> he like bruising easily and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Hey, dude. He. Is, I'm so glad that they are on the national stage. Me too. Because remember, he is the back-to-back MVP MVP of the league. Mm-hmm. Could easily be three times. Three times MVP. And I'm so glad he's on this stage. Because now everybody so can, now shut, everybody can on, shut up. Because everyone's and, talking shit, shit on Twitter. I'm like, you guys don't even have you never, You've never you don't even watch, watch yeah. basketball. Yeah. You just see his stats. You see and TikToks like, yeah, and reels see, and shit. Yeah, and you see stats and think like, oh, it ain't real. No, this dude is like, he is, he is all time with his shit. All time. He is transcended with his shit. 100%. You know what I mean? So it's just, shout out to him, man. You know, shout out to Jimmy Butler, too, because Jimmy Butler is another one. That I say is underrated. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't know, you don't, like, it's not like, oh, there's like a style. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Jimmy Butler coming to win and get out the mud. Um, I know I keep saying last thing, but promise you this is the last thing. I'm a Suns fan. I just want to get your quick take on the Suns, Katie, Booker, and our Frank Vogel coaching hire. What do you think? Man. Good hire, bad hire? I like Frank Vogel, man. I liked him, you know. Uh, I've always liked him. over as his assistant. Kept Kevin Young on as his assistant. So we have the highest paid assistant staff. So oh, well, doesn't matter. That don't mean shit. <laughs> do you think? Listen, do you think we have a chance to get a ring with those two? With those <laughs> no. two guys? No. No. All right. Well, that's how we're gonna end nah. the interview. Uh, I mean, you know, I love the Suns. Right. I think that they uh, have the talent. They're gonna trade Aiton, and then Chris Paul's gonna go somewhere else. If they trade Chris Paul and Aiton, it depends on what they get. Mm. But I don't think that that team right there, that team is no, not. No, no, no. Aiton is a I, I, it's, it's, super nice It's the nice thing kid, is, but. they don't, Phoenix don't play no defense. 
Frank like when Vogel. you think when you think about yeah, so if they start playing some defense, yeah, they may be all right. There it is. All right, well, all right, Baron Davis, get Thank a ball. You. There it is. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate. Yes, you, sir. My guy. Hey, appreciate y'all watching another interview brought to you by our good folks at Hardeen. Now, listen, y'all, when you're in Las Vegas, you get in that fucking Uber, you land at the airport, hit that taxi, tell them to take you to Hardeen, the number one premium cannabis dispensary in the fucking world, y'all. I'm telling you, you walk in, they treat you like a king or a queen or whatever you're into, all right? They got the craziest selection of premium cannabis you'll see, period, anywhere, let alone in Las Vegas, but just anywhere, all right? Not only can you go get the best tree, you will get the best experience, the best customer service, the best bud tenders. You walk into Hardeen and that shit just smells amazing. They got their own fucking scent. Literally, you get into my car, I got a bottle of it. I, my car smells like Hardeen because it's just the best fucking place. Um, go follow them online. Hardeen underscore Las Vegas. Hardeen underscore Las Vegas. Go to their website, HardeenLasVegas.com. All right, when you go, you're in Vegas, you pull up, tell them I sent you, they're going to take care of you the right way, all right? Look, they got these things in there, man, these moon rock uh, pre-rolls that I just had that just absolutely melted my face off. Shout out to Hardeen, all right? You got to go fuck with Hardeen, man. Hardeen underscore Las Vegas. Uh, Thank y'all, man. I love these guys. They're like family to us. And uh, hey, we're going to drop another interview soon. If you're watching this, you're at the end of the interview, though. Much love. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.